I mean, you wouldn't want somebody to try to take your own words and then just make it into something that, that you never said. I would be very upset if somebody did that to me. One of the things we need to remember when it comes to the Bible is that we shouldn't quote it out of context. Why is that important? Stay with us. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Grace and Truth. I'm a grateful gospel-centered disciple of Jesus Christ who struggles yet perseveres, and my name is Dave. I hope and pray that you're doing well. Today we are concluding a three-part podcast entitled, That's Not What I Said. It was broadcasted live on Facebook on March 8, 2021. Let's return to the original broadcast already in progress. Here's another one, and I mentioned marriage earlier. I think this is very, very important. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. Interestingly enough, a lot of people, when they look at that, and they looked at 1 Corinthians 7, where they try to use that as a way to uh, hit, uh, use it as a club on those who are unhappily single, which is not a good idea. Um, they'll say, well, that passage doesn't have to mean um, marriage. It can mean being in community with other believers. I mean, we should be in community with other believers. And you're right, we should be in community with other believers. But there are other passages that talk about the importance of being a part of a local church. The book of Hebrews is an example of that. And all over scripture, it talks about not forsaking the assembly of the saints. But that particular verse was not designed for that. Look at the context of that particular passage. And this is a narrative, look closely, because we studied the book of Genesis. We're still in the middle of our study um, in, my, um, in my small group. Look closely. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make helpers fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to all the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon man. And when he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. By the way, happy Women's Day to all of you ladies out there. You see, even though people use that particular verse that I highlighted earlier as 
a way to encourage people. No, you don't. It it doesn't have to be used as, um, as 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 a way to encourage people to be married. It also can be used to um, be in community with other believers. No, that is not correct. That's taking scripture out of context when you do that. There are other passages that talk about that. Do not forsake the assembling of the saints. Last time I checked, I may be wrong, but I think that's in Hebrews. There are other passages you can check out, guys. Just, just don't take those verses and make them to say what the authors never intended. If Jeremiah were here right now, or if Moses or Paul or, or even our Lord and Savior were here with us, and we just took what they said and make, and, and make them say what we want them to say, they're going to look at us like, uh, uh, I, that's, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Uh, hello, I didn't say that. Well, I mean, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is. It, it is shocking. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't want somebody to try to take your own words and then just make it into something that that you never said. I would be very upset if somebody did that to me. All right. Now, contrary to popular opinion, now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I have a confession to make. Before I was truly saved, um, I used to go on YouTube and watch uh, episodes of uh, <laughs> tabloid talk shows from the 80s and uh, 90s. Um, one of them was, uh, for those of you who are um, of the 40s and 60s plus generation, you probably would know this show better than I would, uh, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. <laughs> and there was this like one episode where this pastor who was being who was not necessarily someone who should be a pastor to begin with, was living a sinful lifestyle. He said in the in, in the um, in the ch on the stage that the Bible was open to interpretation. Well, contrary to popular opinion, the the fact of the matter is, no, that is not correct. The Bible is not open for interpretation. Mm -mm. Uh uh, no way. The Bible needs to be interpreted the way that it was written. You know, in my small group, we have our mission and vision, which is we exist to let the Bible speak for itself and dwell in our hearts richly. And that's my hope and prayer for you guys when it comes to looking at the text. Let the Bible speak for itself and dwell in your heart richly. Don't just take certain verses from different passages to make it say what you want it to say. That's not how it works. All right, I'm going to give you some recommended resources to help you um, in your own walk with the Lord when it comes to studying the scriptures. Um, the first one I want to recommend is um, a podcast that I've been recommending a lot lately. Um, it's the Chasing Truth podcast hosted by my friends and sisters, and I call them my truth cousins, because their podcast called Chasing Truth sounds a lot like my podcast, Grace and Truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, and 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 I don't have anybody on my on my podcast named Grace um, yet. It's so important that it's so funny. We both stand for similar values, which is incredible. We're both like we're all like minded. I've heard a lot of girl podcasts and other podcasts too. But these 
who stand out because they actually point people to sound biblical doctrine. I strongly encourage you to check them out on iTunes and any kind of uh, podcasting platform. I also recommend Reformers Bible Church on YouTube, and that is shepherded by um, a dear friend and brother that I've gotten to know this past year, um, Pastor Carl Joshua. And um, Pastor Carl has also been spreading the word about my ministry as well. And um, I, I have an incredible respect for Pastor Carl. He has been really helping people point to sound doctrine. I had the opportunity of talking with him um, a couple, about a, month, a couple months back um, and hearing his story and him hearing mine. He has such an incredible heart for the gospel. I strongly encourage you to check his series, his whole YouTube channel out, especially his current series, Charismata. It's really, really good. All right, speaking of series, here's another one. We just finished the series at my church. It's on the book of Philippians. And my pastor, John Wodetsky, briefly mentioned um, what happens when you take scripture out of context in his last message in the book of Philippians. But I do recommend, however, that you check out the entire series because it's, it is so important. Um, and, or maybe um, you want to dive in, and the, the, his is an eight to nine week series, just to give you a heads up, but maybe you want to take it slow. Maybe you want to take it chunk by chunk and little by little. Well, another friend and brother of mine who's the pastor of Grace Church Monterey Bay, Dominic Avila, just started his series in the book of Philippians a couple weeks ago, and they're taking it bit by bit. So I would strongly encourage you, if you want to take it even a step, if you want to take it a step further to check out his series as well. Now, I'm not saying, just to clarify, that one is better than the other. I think that every single pastor that I've met, as long as they are sound in doctrine and pro proclaim the gospel, um, every pastor preaches differently. But it's important to remember, as long as the gospel is in the center and as long as they are expositing the word of God and not taking scripture and just yanking it out and making it into something that they want to talk about. I have had the immense privilege of getting to hear and getting to know a lot of pastors within this network and they don't mess around with scripture. All right. Now I'd like to give some concluding thoughts and I want to, bring up two reminders that I mentioned earlier, but one, but it really connects with this. Don't make the Bible say what you want it to say. Remember, the Bible is not open for interpretation. L and let the Bible speak for itself and dwell in your heart richly. Yeah, if you try to make it say what you want it to say, you're basically trying to make God what you want him to be. And God isn't going to do that. He wants to be in the center of your life. He wants to be in charge, and he has the right to do so. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to obey you. He's God. We're not. Don't make him say what you want him to say. All right, here's another one. If, as I mentioned earlier, if the original writers were here with us, if they were still here with us, how would they feel if we misquoted them? 
as I mentioned earlier, I could imagine that they would be extremely displeased with us if we did that. I've seen so many people misquote 1 Corinthians 7 and use it as a club on unhappy singles. And if the Apostle Paul were here right now and saw them do that, he would be extremely displeased. Especially since, fun fact, especially to all of you who have imposed singleness on people, I need to caution you, you could be held accountable for false teaching because Timothy was warned by Paul of all kinds of false teaching in his pastorate. And one of those false teachings in 1 Timothy chapter 4 was the prohibition of marriage. You really got to be careful with that. And finally, how would you feel if someone misquoted you? As I mentioned earlier, I certainly wouldn't like that. I would be very, very upset. I, I, with my autism, I could have a meltdown if somebody misquoted me and used it to make them, to, to make them say what they want to say. I, I would not be appreciative of that. So guys, before we even consider using scripture and um, discipling people with it, we got to check our hearts and let's make sure that we don't even just cherry pick verses to try to make an agenda on people, but rather let's let the Bible speak for itself. God can use us to point people to scripture as long as it is in compliance with the dictates of the original author's intent. Let that be our hope and prayer when it comes to um, our sanctification, especially during this difficult season. There's a lot going on. People really need hope right now, and that needs to come from the gospel with the Bible speaking for itself. Join me in prayer, will you please? Father, help us to carefully handle your word in a way that you intended it to. Lord, we often take scripture out of context a lot. And Lord, we recognize that it is absolutely not what you intended. Father, may we repent of just cherry-picking verses to try to make our own agenda. Instead, would you help us to just let it speak to us? Lord, may we just understand what was the intent of the writers that you, that you used to make your word available to us. Father, may we continue to let the Bible be our foundation. Protect us from any kind of teaching that is inconsistent with your word. May it be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And Lord, would you continue to, to, to use us to hold fast to your word, to protect us from false teaching. Thank you for tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. 
you can contact me at my website, chumaynew.com, or you can call me at 510-516-CHEW. That's 510-516-2439. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, peace out and God bless. Cinco's!